and salutations, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Press Pass. I'm your girl, Jackie Ray. I'm actually going to call this show On the Fly. Um, because <laughs> yeah. I am... Yes, sir. I am missing my co-host, but it doesn't matter because look who's here. It's Nick Hamilton. You guys know I'm usually on his show, Opposite React, which Excuse me. He, he hates when I do that. It's our show. Thank you. Please um, get that right. Yes, Jesus it's our Christ. show. But he decided to accompany me today, and I'm so excited because we're not genuinely prepared right now. But you know what? This, you know why this is good? Do you know why this is good? Because <laughs> we're not prepared. Well, you know what? Shout out to my man, Devontae. He does a great job he on your show. He does a great job. So I, it's, a, it's big shoes to fill when he's not he's not here. So shout out to him, and uh, look forward to having him come back on the next episode. Yes, but you know, I always love to have Nick Hamilton here because he's such the constant professional. But I try. Um, I'm glad he's here, though, because we're literally, we're just going to be winging it today. But I promised you guys. G4, fly with me. <laughs> G5. Airplane. Um, but I promise you guys we will be here every week and damn it, that's what we gonna do. So we are here. Make sure you follow me on all things social media at Jerry the Fanatic. Follow Nick at Nick Hamilton LA on all things social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. But he does have the smoothness down that Devontae had. So I'm I'm glad. Glad you're here. Thanks for helping me out right no now. No problem. Um, so we're going to get into a lot of things now. I hope you guys follow Nick, like he said, because we talked about a lot. We talked about the uh, Chargers and their embarrassing loss. We talked about the Cowboys. That was actually a fun topic to talk about because y'all know I kind of jump ship from the How from about the Cow- them Cowboys? How about them? <laughs> but we're going to change it up right now because, you know, King James, y'all know where King James goes, I go as well. And he has actually spoken out about this situation with China that has caused China to possibly, I don't know if they've actually followed through with it, but they said they were going to stop airing any Houston Rockets games. Um, I don't really know how much of an impact that is um, because it's just preseason that I've seen, you know, the Shanghai games and things of that nature. But, you know, LeBron has spoke out and said that there was a lack of education involved about surrounding that situation with the China. We're going to play a quick clip you know, when you're misinformed or you're not educated about something, um, and, and I'm just talking about, um, you know, the tweet itself, you know, you never know the ramifications that can happen. All right. So, you know, like the, the general consensus is there's, you know, he was uneducated about the impact of his tweet. Now, you guys know that I pretty much co-sign on all things Kim James. If he said it, I rock with it. Nick is, <laughs> he calls it my King James cape. I got some new hair in, so I'm just going to do the cape and let my cape fly right now. Man. Um, I, although I think he's absolutely 100% correct that, you know, he didn't understand the impact of this tweet. Um, I think the impact of the tweet is necessary, personally, um, because I think, you know, it was one of those things, you know, Adam Silver, I just, I definitely want to applaud him for how he handled the situation because I think he is the constant diplomat, um, the support that everyone, you know, especially black athletes, you guys know how I feel about that, the support that these black athletes have received when they want to use their platform to voice their opinions. I think it was great. I thought he took the right stance with this one, and he basically said he, he supports his right to free speech. And that it was okay for him to say what he said. Um, I get that China's a tough subject, though, and I and I and I understand that maybe not under, but I don't I don't know if it's fair to say that he was uneducated because I think everyone in the U.S. is uneducated when it unless you're 
you know, LaMelo. I, I think what he was with LeBron James when he said on Monday night before the Lakers took their preseason game against the Warriors at Staples Center was the fact that LeBron, LeBron is absolutely correct in what he said. And he said basically, hey, I can't comment on something I'm not really educated on mm-hmm. because when he does speak out, he is educated on the topics right. that he speaks on. He speaks out about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I applaud LeBron James. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with the Daryl Morey tweet. Absolutely. But not. I think the timing of it was wrong. Mm-hmm. I think you don't you can't go into somebody else's country or backyard mm-hmm. and tweet something about their civil uh divide, as it were, between country and citizens. Mm-hmm. I think you can tweet that when you're back home in the States, but it has a global effect because America has generally had great relations with China right. and it pretty much runs the world right? <laughs> economically. So when you have economic um, agreements with China mm-hmm. and what you're doing to spread the brand around because the NBA ultimately wants to go global. We see what they're going to do in 2020 right. with the, the, the beyond the borders in Africa when they're going to create a whole mm-hmm. league in Africa on, on the continent be- of Africa. Thing. Let me be clear. Mm-hmm. There's several countries in Africa on the continent of Africa. Um, and then they want to expand it into India. They want to go into India. They want to go into China. Um, we all know how big Kobe Bryant is over in China. Mm-hmm. As a result, he's bigger than Yao Ming. And we know right. what the impact of Yao Ming had when he came here to the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now LeBron James is huge over there in China since he's won titles. Right. Uh, Maya Moore, who represents the WNBA when she, she she's played for the Shanghai team over there. She's larger than life over there for the women. Um, and it, it, the list goes on. So when you look at the relationship between the U.S. and China, and most importantly, the NBA in China, as it continues to maintain its global ability and sustainability, you have to applaud. I agree with you. You have to applaud Adam Silver, who uh, to me is, is deemed to me one of the most brilliant commissioners of all of professional sports. Absolutely. Um, but I understand his stance. Look, man, this is about bottom line. Right. This is not about what you feel is right. Feelings mean zilch mm-hmm. when it comes to this. Mm-hmm. This is about the economic bottom line. What's best for the bottom line. And I applaud LeBron James. I don't think he should be subject to answer those types of questions. I don't think any NBA player should be subject to answer those type of questions. I thought it was kind of sketchy when I saw James Harden apologize. I don't think he should have been thrown in the fire like that. I think if anybody should have apologized, it should have been Daryl Morey. It should not have been a player. But he literally, it was a very simple tweet and all he stated was his support for the protesters in China. But sometimes simplicity causes more of a firestorm firestorm than anything else. Simplicity is the is the main culprit of creating revolutions. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. So something as simple as what we deem as simple in this country because of what we have in this country and again it's, it's not the greatest but it's still great in comparison to the other countries right. around the world that are dealing with far greater issues of human rights mm-hmm. and and different things of that nature what China is going through um, right now and so many other countries so I don't think it's the the responsibility of and uh, and LeBron's been getting a lot of flack, which is to me unwarranted. Absolutely, Be, and and other players too. Whether it's Anthony Davis, whether it's Kobe Bryant, whether it's you know Kevin Durant or whoever. Look, yes, they're signed to Nike. Yes, we all know what goes on with Nike. Mm-hmm. Yes, we all know what goes on with a lot of other Fortune five hundred companies across the world, not just in one country. 
but it doesn't stop you from buying their products now, does it? Right. Now, if you really want to have a protest and you really want to stand in, in, in favor of what these protesters are doing in China, you, and for, if you really are all about human rights, then stop buying the product. But you know what? You're not going to stop buying the product. You know why? Because you like the product. And most importantly, you need the product to survive or else you're going to find yourself in a cave writing a manifesto somewhere. Well... <laughs> so knock it off with the fake human rights concern because you didn't give a damn about the human rights here in this country so you damn sure don't give a damn about the human rights truly around the world of people of color and people that are going through suffering that's all i'm trying to say here nick hamilton is in the building ladies and so gentlemen so please miss me with that I... leave steve kerr alone leave, yes. these, leave greg popovich alone these guys are doing exactly what they need to do and i applaud the players who are focusing on the rights in this country on their own backyards yes Yes, I 1000% I agree with that. Um, for me, it was one of those things where I just, um, I'm not educated enough to really address the situation in China um, because I don't, you know, to Nick's point, I, I don't focus on things that are outside my wheelhouse. And, and I get, I get why some people have a problem with that because I get why people say, oh, we're all human. We're all one. But here, we have enough issues. So I, I tend not to address international issues because although I've traveled internationally and I've had the privilege to do that, and I do understand that that is a privilege, I, I travel for vacation. I don't understand the ins and outs of that country. And, and while I have, I've gone to Korea, I've, I've, I specifically skipped China in my Asian tour because uh, <laughs> you, you were scared. I was. I ain't even gonna lie. I, I didn't want to. I ain't scared because I'm too vocal and you I know to, I know that's how. That's why I told you silence is golden. <laughs> and I'm too tall and a little too black to be in that country and not know what's right and what's wrong. But I do understand the 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 desire to say, hey, what's going on in your country might not be right. And you're protesting and I support you. I understand the sincerity of the tweet. And I think that it's unfortunate that it has blown up the way that it has. That's all I'm saying. But speaking of Lakers, um, we have issues of our own. Like I said, staying in our own backyard. <laughs> Stay in we, your lane. We have our own issues. Um, Kyle Kuzma, as you know, is is he's recovering from an injury. But more importantly, and I don't want to say more importantly, because y'all know of all the players to be traded, Kyle Kuzma was the only one that I was like, if he's traded, I, I'm just going to feel some type of way. But Anthony Davis, uh, he had left the game, ironically, in China uh, against the Brooklyn Nets with a spring Right thumb. I know everyone in Laker Nation took a big gas, but his MRI has come back clean. He probably will miss the rest of the preseason games. Beyond that, I'm not entirely sure. But if he if he doesn't start the season, let's just play devil's advocate for a second. If he does not start the regular season, what does that mean for the Lakers? Nothing. Okay. It doesn't mean a damn thing. Because okay. the Lakers are still they're still talented, uh, talented franchise and still a talented bunch you still have lebron james mm -hmm. arguably the best still the, one of the best players on the planet mm -hmm. you still have dewight howard you have javel mcgee rajon rondo and those guys so i think they have enough to compete um with the los angeles clippers on october 22nd um and the clippers have their woes as well i mean they'll be without mm -hmm. paul george until the middle mm -hmm. of november estimated time of, of, of arrival as I, as they like to say uh, but they'll have Kawhi Leonard and, and those guys. 
Um, it's going to be a tough test for the Lakers, but I think they can. They they have a, a, a pretty nice stretch after that Clippers game. They got a pretty nice stretch mm-hmm. uh, for at least the next. I think the first nine games after that Clippers uh, game. So they'll be okay. Mm-hmm. They know how to weather the storm. They've been through this before, especially last year with all the, the fiasco that was last year. Um, right. So I think they're a much better team. I think they're a more focused team. I, think, I know LeBron is much more focused. He's rested. Mm-hmm. He's healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like I said, don't be surprised if we start seeing stretches of JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard on the floor at the same time, whether it's with the second unit or not, or mixed in with however Frank Vogel and company decide to mix in those lineups. And I think right now, uh, with the preseason still continuing to go on, I think it's prevalent for Frank Vogel to find those lineups that match up with LeBron and, and company. But I expect Anthony Davis to be fine. I expect him to be there on October 22nd, thumb taped up and all. Yeah, I do too. Um, whether I- you got to get some cortisone shots or whatever it needs to be. Get some. I mean, hey, man, get you some... Whatever do what you, you gotta need. do. Get do you some body armor before you before you start the game. You know, <laughs> drink body armor. Uh, um, but you know, whatever you got to do to get ready. I, I know Anthony Davis is an ultra ultra competitor. Yeah, he wants to be out there on the floor. He came to L.A. to to, to showcase his talent. And I think he um, has something to prove right now. Absolutely. So I think that if 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 there's a will, way that he can play, he's going to play. Um, I do want to ask, and this is kind of a little off tangent, but like I said, we do it on the fly today. Um, Last week on the fumble, we kind of talked about Dwight Howard, and I kind of had to issue a formal apology to Dwight Howard because oh, did you now? I did, and you You're know, one I, of those, I, huh? I did not. I don't mm. apologize often, but no, you I don't. Did, I don't. But I, you know, when I was kind of. I'm one of those people that feel like he kind of does this every year. He goes on the I'm a changed man tour every single year. And every single year we end up with the same Dwight. Um, But to me, he has taken steps that seem like he is a little bit more focused. He's a little bit more grounded and he understands the importance of this moment. Um, do you think that, cause you just said that he will probably see a lot of JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard on the floor at the same time. Do you think let me just be honest. My biggest problem with Dwight Howard is Dwight Howard to me, and don't get me wrong, I understand fully that this is a privilege that these players have in the NBA. They're basically pay, playing a kid's game and they're getting paid very well to do it. But when you talk about us as fans, when you talk about what's on the line, when you talk, to me they're still kind of gladiators in a way. Dwight has never had that passion. For him, he's just he's still playing a kid's game. His desire to win has always been missing for me. Do you think now we're going to see a different Dwight Howard? Yeah, because Dwight has a lot of rent to pay. So when you got a lot of rent to pay, you got to keep them. You got to keep them checks going. <laughs> but no, I listen. Stop living in the past, man. What happened in 2012 is what happened in 2012. Right. Dwight Howard, before he even signed, had a meeting not only with Frank Vogel, but had a meeting with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Rajon Rondo, in that staff, mm-hmm. and they had to be convinced. They did in order to allow. Dwight Howard to say, okay, let's see what this guy still has in the tank. Because Dwight Howard still can be a double-double machine. Absolutely. Like, there's no question about that. He he had a triple-double, I think two triple-doubles last season alone Mm -hmm. with the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, Charlotte Hornets. Um, So I think, look, when I look at at Dwight Howard, do I think he's changed? Absolutely. The Lakers and the brilliancy of of Rob Palenka when it comes to this deal, as far as there's the Lakers will not be on the hook for this deal. He can practice at 12 o'clock and they can cut him by five o'clock with no repercussions financially. Right. So the Lakers are in the driver's seat with this deal. Mm -hmm. They have everything. They they have nothing to lose with this deal. Dwight Howard has everything to lose with this deal because Mm -hmm. this is his final destination. Mm -hmm. This is it for him. Much like your guy, A.B. But anyway, um, with Dwight Howard, 
I think you see a changed individual because I think Dwight has something to prove. Right. I think Dwight has more to prove than Anthony Davis has to prove. Mm-hmm. I think Dwight is, wants to show the world and show, I think he he's going to finally, something your boy AB doesn't have, account, take accountability for his actions. Why do you keep flashing me about reala- AB though? He realizes, I'm just, giving, <laughs> I'm just giving an example. That's all. Just a simple, it just keeps ringing off the tongue. I don't understand why. <laughs> but with, at, with Dwight Howard, Dwight Howard is... He knows he's talented. Mm-hmm. And I think he had the Michael Vick effect early on. Remember when Michael Vick, before he was in prison, and he when he came out of prison, he said, you know what? I didn't take football seriously because it came so easy to me because it was just flawless, and I just knew I could play football. And it was. He made it look easy. Like, he redefined the quarterback position. He did mm-hmm. with the Atlanta Falcons. And then he finally realized, you know what? Damn, man, this might be it for me. If I do get another chance, I'm taking it so serious mm-hmm. and he was the first one in last one out and I think that's what you're going to see with Dwight Howard even tonight excuse me on, on on Monday night um I was watching a clip where he was actually taking instruction from LeBron James from the sidelines yeah he definitely seems more open to be more of a team player to I, I'm excited I'm, I'm not even gonna lie like I when Dwight was here the first time I definitely wanted Dwight to stay. I get, I get that it, it ended terrible. up a, thou, a thumbs down situation, but I think I saw in him then. I think it was a Lonzo situation because you know I think a lot of you have seen in Lonzo what I just haven't seen yet. But I think I saw in Dwight then what I'm seeing now, and so I am hopeful about that. We gonna we gonna move on. From I mean, that I, I'm all for no. Dwight Howard. I think it was a smart move by the Lakers. I think. We saw Dwight Howard bonding with the guys in Vegas when they went right. to a WNBA game to watch mm-hmm. Las Vegas Aces. It was, you know, LeBron and, and AD and, you know, Rich Paul and those guys, uh, Kuzma and everybody. So I, I think that was a good sign as well as far as the bonding aspect because you've mm-hmm. got to have chemistry. I don't give a mm-hmm. damn how great your, your your players are. If you don't have the proper chemistry, you're not going to go anywhere. Yes, you Cavs fans out here. Or if you're just like me and you just follow LeBron wherever he goes, we know the importance of chemistry and what it does when you don't have it. But um, I want to move on to the NFL here really quickly. Um, You know, on Opposites React, we did talk about the embarrassing um, display of the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Chargers here in Carson, um, a.k.a. L.A., Um, but with that, I want to talk really quickly. We didn't. What we didn't mention is Mason Rudolph was actually cleared to play that game. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys don't remember, he was. The fact that I giggled is entirely inappropriate. But um, he did get a big hit from Earl Thomas in um, in the previous game that actually knocked him out, um, and he has now been fined twenty one thousand dollars for that specific hit. I he am. What? He should have been fine. How do you figure that? Two reasons. One, he was hit severely hard to a point he had to be in concussion protocol. And the whole narrative of the NFL is the protection of players. If they don't come down hard. It was a legal hit, though. But it was the way that it was. It was the way how it finished. If they don't come down hard. Because their whole narrative is to protect the players, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If they don't come down with swift punishments and penalties they're gonna look like well how much do you really care about the about the players see and i just feel so like they had to come I, down hard I as want- far as fine as far as as within their rights uh, under the cba when you can find players 
certain amounts for certain types of hits. I 1,000% disagree with that. How? Because they did, the refs got it right initially. They called nothing because it was not an illegal hit. They didn't go back and call something until your boy was laid out on the ground. Because this is a quarterback-driven league. I understand that, but you called the wrong thing. You know what I mean? So that's why they they had instant replay. That's why they went back to the replay booth. But Okay, but when they went back to the instant replay booth, they all saw that it was still a legal hit. They still had nothing yeah, but to it call. was the impact. It was the aftermath of that okay, legal but this hit. Is, is what a they're looking at. Sport. I totally understand that, and I agree with you on that. But at the same time, it's like helmet to helmets. You have guys that accidentally crash helmet to helmet. Should that absorb them or absolve them of any responsibility as far as being fine? They're still going to be fine because it's crown to crown. It's in the CBA. It's in the rule book. That's what it is, whether it's accidental or intentional. Okay, but... but That's what happened. But that's not what happened here. They ended up calling roughing the passer, and their roughing the passer call was only because he got knocked out. If that man had got up and stood to his feet, they would have called nothing because it was a legal right. But it's hit. but it's the aftermath of the hit is so, what I'm so, saying to you. Okay, it's so the aftermath so in of boxing it. they call it a soft chin, and you don't want to have a soft chin because you easily knocked out. Like now, last show from Mike Tyson's punch out. So am I to be penalized because I hit you legal? And you fall out? But boxing rules are different than NFL rules. I understand that, but all I'm saying is $21,000 for a legal hit? But is again, it's the listen. It's the aftermath of the hit. If he would have risen up like he was, like he was, like he was Jesus on the third day, then it would have been fine. But since he didn't, he he was stretched out like he took one for the team. (laughs) I mean. Listen, it was gruesome. And then add insult to injury. I mean, the dude was laid out for some minutes. Some minutes. It wasn't It wasn't even like, okay, he was laid out for about like a minute or so, and he came to, it was like, okay, you gave him the smelling sauce. and he, The dude was unconscious. Like, he had to cut his helmet off. Which was weird That's to what see. made it bad. Right. And, that, and the NFL, and, and people were so grossed out behind that because it was a trending topic on Twitter. Right. It was so grossed out. That the NFL, and it was so talked about the next day on various talk shows, it the NFL had to do something. They could have not gotten away with not doing anything. It would have been a travesty. Again, it would have went against their principle or what their narrative they're trying to push is, which which is they're trying to protect players. I understand, That's all I'm saying. I understand that in theory, but all I'm saying is... It's, ain't theory, it's it, real it, life. It, it is a contact sport. Um it's tough out there, here in these There are streets. rules in place. He didn't violate the rules in place. You're literally fining him just because. Yeah, ain't just because. It's just because your boy got... Look, Remember I Remember what I told you on the other show. It's all about protecting the shield. The shield is out to protect the shield. And it that is. is protecting it is. the shield. But he... So here's the other... Here, here, you know, sometimes I'm... <laughs> if y'all haven't learned by now, sometimes I'm petty. So there's 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 another... Petty don't, White. Don't, mm-hmm. Petty okay. Murphy. Or I could be petty wise, you know, like the clown. No, petty no, Griffin. No, stop it. Anyway, um, so um, he made a call to Mason to say, "Hey, I'm sorry. I just wanted you to know it was wasn't intentional." And not only did he call, he texted. He didn't respond, and I think that that I've been in his right mind at the time. <laughs> he may. Not, I mean. Am I wrong in that? I mean, I mean, I think, I think Earl Thomas is a good dude. I've Earl had a Thomas chance, is a great dude. I've had a chance to talk to Earl Thomas a couple of times. He's one thing I will say. I don't think he has a malicious bone in his body. 
I don't know the man personally, but the two the couple of times I did talk to him, people that I that I know that know him personally don't consider him a malicious individual, right. a person that's trying to maim somebody. Um I I I that sounds like the ET3 that we all know like hey man, you know he 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 plays hard-nosed smash mouth football. Um but unfortunately the rules of the game and the, and the rules sometimes don't always line up with what should be done. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, Mason Rudolph, he'll probably, it, it, it takes time. I mean, somebody clean, you know, clean your clock. Hey man, I ain't trying to talk to you right off the bat. No way, partner. No, Look here. I'm going to, I'm going to give you, we're going to let this breathe for a little bit. <laughs> let it breathe. All right. Well, you know, on that note, I still think, you know, Earl Thomas is 100% right in uh, in fighting. He's going to appeal the fine, and I hope that he wins this. But um, nonetheless, when players get fined in the NFL, nine times out of ten, well, I think it's ten times out of ten, actually, those funds go to charity. And I just want to take this moment real quick to thank the NFL for its part in raising awareness um, regarding breast cancer. Um, I actually have a personal uh you know, personal connection to that. Unfortunately, my mother has been diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, but I will say this, um, I haven't, this is my first time sharing that publicly. Um, but you know, sharing that just on the fly with football fans, I think that the NFL has made it a lot easier to talk about these types of things. And I think that talking about it also brings awareness to it. And, um, you know, I hope we find a cure. I'm, I feel like we're one of the lucky ones. My mom's is, my mom is very, very small. It's less than a millimeter. They feel like they can get it all out with surgery. There's no radiation needed. She's not going to have to go on hormone pills later. Um, that's not always the case. That wasn't the case for my, my aunt who is also a survivor of breast cancer, but I just, you know, just on the fly, when you casually mention it, because I am going to be out of town, I'm going to go back to Denver for her surgery for that. Um, I will say this. The outpouring of love that I've received via text message and, and emails just from the people that I've mentioned it to from the NFL community is a beautiful thing. It's brought a tear to my eye from from time to time. But I just, I really want to just take this time to say a personal thank you to the NFL for doing and I realize it's only one month and I know sometimes I give flack to the NFL about some of the things that they do because I do know a lot of it is for PR but even if this is one of those PR stunts I am appreciative because I think it like I said it's made it easier to talk about and us as women we need to talk about these things so well, thank you, know you NFL thoughts and prayers and positive vibes out to your mom Aww, thank you thank um, you. I appreciate that you know, to you as well, um, you know, and, and definitely keep us updated and keep us posted on uh, what's transpiring with that. And uh, we wish her definitely a speedy recovery. Um, but, yeah, the NFL does a great job when it comes to cancer awareness, whether it be breast cancer, now with men with testicular cancer um, and other forms of cancer. I think it's awesome uh, what they do, not just the NFL, but the NBA does a great job. The WNBA does a great job. Uh, Major League Baseball um, with their with I know the Dodgers do something dealing with cancer and their 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 uh, foundation um, and uh, several other Major League you know teams individually, but as collectively, Major League Baseball does a great job as well um, dealing with cancers of all kinds, even children's cancer. Um, so you know, hats off. I agree with you. Hats off to the NFL and yes. what they're doing. Uh, hats off to the NBA, the WNBA, Major League Baseball, um, any organization 
Um, if you don't know what to do, I, I, there's always walks. There's 5K, mm-hmm. 10K walks and runs. You can donate money, donate your time to Children's Hospital, the children that are dealing with, that suffering from this this terrible disease. Um, I lost, you know, two people to this disease. Um, at one point in time, I was diagnosed with it. Um, but fortunately, it was detected. Um you know, and it's something that it, 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 it permeates through our communities, no matter what color you are. Yeah. Cancer is colorless. It is. Cancer is not racist. <laughs> it will attack anybody, any form, any any color, any gender, uh, sexuality, whatever it is, it will attack you. And we have to be, you know, better at what we drink and eat and try to be just Absolutely. better people as a whole as in humanity. You know right. what I'm saying? And, and See I know that um, for women, uh, breast cancer, like once you start getting the actual mammograms, um, I think they say that's age 40, that you should start doing that. But it, I would implore you, if you if this runs in your family, um, you can request to have it sooner. And I implore you to do that because early detection really is the key. So um, again, thank you so much to the NFL. I really, truly, on a personal level, appreciate you. And I'm always going to have your back for that. Um, but now we want to get into some social justice. Oh, um, uh, but look, I'm going to be mild-mannered <laughs> as much as I can because I know Nick hates these times. But uh, <laughs> Don't be spreading them lies. I do um, not hate it. You got me You got me painted as an individual. Boy, them people hit me, right? hit me up so bad last week. <laughs> yeah. I had a block party, man. It was so much fun. Oh, look. Okay, but I, and I and I don't mean any disrespect so i'm gonna try to pronounce her name correctly but i believe it's atatiana is that how you say that jefferson atatiana jefferson Jefferson, yes yes. so um same same city where amber geiger only got 10 years for going into a black man's home and killing him um police were on a welfare check um and i i need to emphasize that word welfare check which means you are checking on the welfare of an individual they got a call because the door was open um and they didn't know if it was robbery but i would imagine it's probably hot outside so that might be why they had the door open which seems like it would be common knowledge in you know fort worth texas um but nonetheless this uh this 28 year old beautiful woman who decided to move in and I I'm this is going to be hard for me to get through because I'm really talk, tired of talking about these types of stories but um she decided to move in with her ailing mother to take care of her and was playing video games with her nephew was sitting on the couch playing video games with her nephew and police shot her through the window in less than I think it was 6 seconds they That's shot her time. they shot her through the window so um, murder charges have been filed against the police officer, but he was also given the opportunity to resign before being fired. Um, you know, and I was talking to a friend of mine about this and he said, you know, I think that police need more training so they know not to go in guns blazing, but I'm going to say that I emphatically disagree with that sentiment. I know that is a sentiment floating around in the atmosphere that, oh, police need more training. If I hadn't seen countless videos of police taking white people with guns, white people with machetes, white people with AK-47s pointed at police. If I had not seen police countless times take these people into custody safely so they can face their due process, I would co-sign on the, we need further training. That's not going to get it because you cannot train people not to be racist twats. (laughs) 
because it's not white people that are finding themselves in this situation. It's overwhelmingly black people or people of color. And I just don't think training is going to get it. And I, I think it would be deplorable if this man got anything less than a life sentence. Well, don't be surprised and don't hold your breath because the officer that killed uh, this young lady, uh, Aaron Dean, who resigned hours before the police chief of Fort Worth was going to fire him, um, he's going to be brought up on charges. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would not expect a whole lot. Um, and that's sad for me to say that. Mm-hmm. However, we have got to... Um, and I'm trying to I'm trying to choose my words very, very carefully on this program because I don't want to say anything that may cause you any type of grief after I'm gone. But I will say this. It is, I am appalled. I'm upset. I'm, it's tragic that this young lady had to be killed in front of her nephew. That is something that will be in that nephew's brain for the rest of his life. I don't care how much counseling you give that young man. I don't care how much forgiveness this young man may have over the course of time that will never bring his aunt back and that will never erase the memory of, of the last moments of his him being with his aunt doing something that they both probably love to do mm-hmm. which is um, enjoy their family time mm-hmm. you took a family member away because of fear and my problem is they keep hiring these officers that have low IQs mm-hmm. not all of them Tell the truth. but they have some And because there are some good cops out there. Don't get me wrong. Mm. Because I say that because who's the first people you call somebody trying to break in your house? But unfortunately, some of those good cops do not turn in the bad cops. And so that becomes the the, what they call the blue code of silence or the blue line of silence. And that continues to be perpetuated throughout police departments throughout this country. My proposal would be Start going into these policemen's pensions. Start taking away from their pensions. Because I guarantee you, it will not eradicate the kill, the senseless violence and killings and murders of in, of, of people from police officers, some of these police officers, but it damn sure will curtail it. Because when you start digging into the checks of these of these officers that get, that get these pensions, these officers that have been on the force for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, and they have pensions, and they know they can look forward to that pension, even if they walk away and, and, and resign, they still have a pension coming. Right. If you start digging into their pensions to pay out civil suits to the families of these victims, it will curtail it somewhat. Mm-hmm. And then we got to start taking from a legal perspective, start changing the laws and start enforcing these laws against these people that use our tax dollars that are sworn to protect us on a daily basis to use deadly force against us and people in our communities. Right. If we don't start going to lawmakers, I'm not talking about presidents, council. You know, I'm talking about local law mm-hmm. law. You know, people mm-hmm. such as council people, mayors, police chiefs, police boards, people that actually have the power to in, to make change in your communities. Mm-hmm. If we don't start putting their feet to the fire and start educating ourselves on what our rights truly are, because knowing your rights is one thing, because if a cop want to shoot you, they're going to shoot you. Right. Knowing your rights Regardless don't mean rights. anything. Yeah. But to know your rights to know what to expect, to know how to conduct yourself in the midst of a police officer. Mm -hmm. My pops taught me a long time ago, even if you are in the right, 
Your whole focus is to get home. Right. If he throws you on the ground, try to get his badge number. Try to remember something about him where or her or whoever it is to make sure that you could file a lawsuit later on. Because a dead man can't file no lawsuit. Mm, a dead woman now. can't file a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. But maybe a hurt man or woman can absolutely hire an attorney to file a lawsuit and start suing mm. these cities and start suing these police departments. And again, that's not going to take away from the trauma that was enforced behind a traffic stop or enforced behind whatever. Mm. But it will, again, start bringing more, real, recognizing more of this brutality that continues to permeate through our communities. Mm-hmm. And the message that needs to be disseminated is, we can't just put miles on our feet, but we got to put our mouths to action. Mm-hmm. We got to put our pens to action and say, no, we're not going to tolerate this anymore. Right. Mayor such and such, you want to be in the, in the mayoral sheet, seat next year? Mm-hmm. This is what we demand you do. Commissioner X, Y, and Z, this is what you do. You have to start hitting them economically. Right. Until we start hitting them economically, all these marches and protests and all this other BS don't mean a damn thing. And I could say, you could tell me I sound like whatever, taking a knee ain't going to do a damn thing. Because take because how many times have we taken a knee and stuff like this still, still continues happen. to happen? Yeah. Taking a knee doesn't mean a damn thing. So miss me with that. We have to start being more proactive instead of being reactionary. Yeah. That's part of the problem, too. And until we, until we start getting focused on that and getting out of our emotions and start looking at the factual matters of situations that happen and say, okay, how can we break down this powerhouse and this stronghold of racist, erratic, uh, um, barbaric behavior? Right. Until we get that figured out, we'll yeah, keep yeah. reading stuff about this, unfortunately. And I, I mean... I, you is. know, and I agree with Nick 100 percent on on 99 percent of what he said. Um, I I I love that he said that he um, feels that there's good cops, and I know a lot of you think that I don't. Um, and I'm gonna tell you why. If 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 Nick commits a crime right now, and I know about it, my silence is not an option. If if law enforcement finds out that I knew about it and I didn't say anything. I am an accomplice and there's no protection for me. I will face legal consequences. And the fact that these cops say nothing, I feel like your silence is, makes you an accomplice. And therefore, no, I don't, I feel like too many people are silent. Um, and I think that's a problem. And so, no, I have zero face in any police force anywhere. And no, I don't think any of them are good cops. I, the fact that when I see, lights and sirens in my rearview mirror and that instantly affects me, there's a problem. And and that's a police problem. So you never met a good cop? No. Not one? No. Never in your life. In your umpteen years on this planet, you never not met one good cop. I've met a cop that has not mistreated me. And so I do believe that there's good moments. But I think, I, but I think that if you have an ability to over... If blue means more to you than your humanity. Oh, absolutely. There is a problem. Huge. Um I also think, you know, when I was working in in that situation, um a female, like a male could not search me. Like if if I ever was locked up, a female would have to search me. I think that applies to us. I think that for our and it was for not only hey, our man, safety as be a female. Careful what you say, because sometimes they show out worse than the other cops. No, I, I totally agree with that. But I'm just saying just that. Saying. I'm just saying that there has to be 
Because it's just too, I don't know what the fix I, is. I, look, I, just, I, I just don't know if they're capable of policing us. I, I look at I'm it saying. this way. I think you have to take it on a case-by-case basis, much like how we would want to be taken. We don't want to be grouped in with everybody else, mm-hmm. right? I think we have to look at the officers in that particular format. I think you have to look at it a case-by-case basis. And if that officer is abusing his, his power and, and the law, then you have to look at him as, okay, this cop is a piece of crap. But we... We come at the cops sometimes so disrespectful and come flying off the handle, automatically assuming this. You just pulled me over because I'm black. But you know black. who's gonna do that? This eight year old who saw his aunt get no, shot. No, exactly. Front of him. And that's. But this is why I say, and I'm not excusing. Again, I'm not excusing no officer of deadly force at all, or not even so much deadly force of violating our civil rights. But there's a way to approach an officer. I've had officers where I, that's why I'm still living today. I've had bum, bum ass officers that have disrespected me, called me a name. And you know what I did? I complied because my focus was to get home. I'm but not what saying about anything. The people that we've seen comply and they still get again, shot. Again, that's what I'm saying. It's a gamble. I'm not saying it's we right. We should not have to gamble. I'm, with I'm civil don't disagree. I don't disagree with you. But what I'm saying is, we don't know what the probability is until the outcome is over, right? But at least if I am complying, the lie cannot be that I attacked an officer. I belitt. I belittled an officer. I tried to speed off on the officer because I didn't feel like I didn't want to be stopped. That cannot be the narrative that is pointing out. Even if I'm dead and gone. Because somebody got a camera somewhere. Yeah, but now that's all I'm saying. Turning off cameras. No, I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about there's cameras all people be having people got got set. You know, people quick to put, hey, what's going on over here? Homie, hey, hey, wait. Yeah. And they quick to take, hey, can you put the camera? No, absolutely not. I will not put the camera down. I'm gonna not put the camera phone down. And that's all I'm saying. We have to be. Again, we cannot be reactionary. You got to be proactive. Right. You have to fill out the situation. Right. No, you're not going to be illegally searching my woman, and I don't do shit about it. Excuse right. me, stuff about it. No, I'm not going to do that. That's yeah. a problem. I mean, and you know, the thing is, is like I've gotten into the habit, and I implore you um, to get into the habit too. Anytime I see a person of color that's been pulled over by the police, if I've got three extra seconds in my day, I am pulling over as well, and I'm pulling out my my video camera, and I'm waiting. Um, and I just think that we need to have each other's back like that because, like it or not, if you are black, especially, and you get pulled over, you just don't know. And it's an unfortunate thing to say, but we're just not safe. And I just, I really hope the death penalty is on the table for this man because I believe he deserves it. it. And I believe, you know, um, Geiger should have got the death penalty, although she only got 10 years. And she, but, and she um, may get off on technicality. Yeah. And, and, and sad. I just think that, you know, look, and this is going to get me in trouble, but I'm going to say it for those of y'all who are out there trying to live that gangster life. I implore you to get your best ghost or best Tommy on for the right individuals. And with that said, um, we're going to get out of here. Once again, I'm Jackie Ray. You can follow me on all things social media at Jerry the Fanatic. Nick, where can they find you? 
They can find me employed, hopefully, after this <laughs> broadcast. Now, you can find me on all things social media at Nick Hamilton LA, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Yes, and um, again, this one was on the fly. But next week, um, I will be in Denver, so I will update you on my mother's condition when I return. Um, Nick Hamilton will be in the building on Opposites React. Um, hopefully, Devontae will be back next week, but we'll see you next time on Press Pass. Press Pass.